It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89 FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. Welcome in to episode 45 of the Motown Rundown. Per usual, I'm your host, Ryan Rabinowitz, joined alongside Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins from the Impact 89 FM studios in East Lansing, Michigan, Studio H to be exact. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening to you, good sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate the formal introduction. Very nice. Very nice. How are you guys? How are are we doing? Great. Good. That's it? That's all you guys are giving I'm actually good. I'm happy. I've I've been in a good mood all day. I was a little tired, but I'm, I'm good. By the way, I got this queued up. Ready for this? Let's hear it. It's snowing outside. Oh, this is great. So in the spirit of the first snowfall of the year, oh, throw a little Dean Martin at you. <laughs> doesn't that just get you going? Collins, you, you, you strike me as a guy who doesn't want to hear Christmas music until after Thanksgiving. No, it's, hey, it's whatever world you live in doesn't affect me. But it, I, I personally don't listen to Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Because I, I just, you don't want to overkill it. I don't, I yeah. get why people do that. They like Christmas music. Like, hey. More power to you. Yeah. But myself, I'm like, I can't be overkilling it, like in October, no, yeah. like early November. You only have like a. You, do you? Are you one of those people who has like a month in you, a month of Christmas in you? Like your Christmas stamina isn't very. No. Got to work I, on that. What do you mean? I, the one thing that does bother me. Why is this last Christmas movie coming out like last Friday? That bothers me so much. That movie needs yeah. to be dropped on like Star Wars December twelfth. I cannot wait. I'm pumped. You Star Wars guy? No, I'm not. I was just talking to Trent about That's that. That's tough. Everyone huge, has their I'm character flaws. I never watched any of them. Never watched any of them. I woke up this morning and I looked outside. And yeah. I go, no way. Horrible there's, feeling. There's snow everywhere. Horrible feeling. I'm listening guys, to Christmas music starting on Wednesday. Really? Wednesday's on Wednesday. Wednesday. I've been searching for through all the uh, East Lansing radio stations. I can't find Christmas music I, I can't either. I can't either. I so like to fall asleep to it. Wednesday. What's it called? Is the one in Metro Detroit start after Halloween? 100.3? Yeah, yeah it's after I think it's Halloween. going. It's probably going right now. Yeah. All right. There you go. Christmas music. It. Feels great. Sounds great. It's all great. happening this week. Get on it. I'm just going to let it play. You guys mind that? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mind it can't one bit. I love Let how you set snow, things up, by the way. You just well, go, this is what I was you know, working you know, you on all day. You just go throw a Martin at you. Yeah, you guys, you guys think that I uh, I don't do any prep for this show. I'm I'm always working behind I think, the scenes. I think you do the da, most da, da, prep. Da, da, da. Definitely. Hear the fade, too? <laughs> hear the fade, too? Yeah, better than what I all do on All in a day's Sundays. work. Okay, first snowfall of the year. We're rolling here on November 11th. Uh, this weekend, met the Bally's this weekend. Look at that. They loved you, They came over to the tailgate. Thank you very much. They absolutely loved you. They want to meet you next. They pester me about it. I, uh, I what I do appreciate. Trent's parents are like a little too cool for comfort, if that makes any sense. What do you mean? Like, like <laughs> Mr. Bailey, like dapped me up when I saw him. <laughs> oh like, like I, like Mrs. Bailey gave me a hug, which I assume uh, she struck me as one of those people that's like she's just a hugger. She like, is a I, hugger. Like I'm gonna, like yeah. I'm gonna meet you. I'm gonna give you a hug, which I appreciate. I'm one of those people too, like especially for the for the, for the females. Like okay. handshakes are just weird to me. Yes, but okay. Mr. Bailey like dapped me up and me. We gave a little bro hug, so, and I was like, "This guy's like too yeah, cool." Yeah, well, you, you this guy's th- way gotta, cooler than my dad. You got to think about it like at this level. Like they've been listening to us probably for like say, a year and a half, so they feel like they know. They us. Right. feel like they know you guys. Yes, right. They do. That's why, like, we, we were just we're sitting at beat ups, and I said, you know, Ryan lives pretty close here. Like, you want we can go say hi if you. And they're like, "Yep, we're all in." I love it. And then we went. My parents met Trent's parents. It's like it was unbelievable. Nice, good synergy. It was crazy. And now the Collins, Collins, you were nowhere to be found. Again, 
I don't know what he's going to say. I don't, no, I I don't, don't know, know what, you, what you're, know you're like, asking for me there. You're recovering the game. I understand. But that was cool at the Bally's. That was cool. Tailgating was fun on Saturday. Game yeah. wasn't very fun. No. There's nothing really to uh, get what excited about. What a ridiculous. Oh, no. I, if you're not, I this might just be like the crazy human being in me. I'm already jacked up for Saturday. I don't care if Michigan State's four and five. Oh, I, I am too. Yep. wired. It's one of those. For are, you, are you are you confident? Oh, I, I I got my little subtle confidence. I won't say it like out loud, but like in yeah. the, in the back of my mind, I'm like, there is an avenue for Spartan out. victory. There is very there, much uh, so. I, we already saw. I've some, already convinced uh, myself since Saturday. We are, we already saw some some little sister comments come out today from someone. Yeah, he on, didn't but, really say that. Well, yeah, though. I mean, but he said it's it's he said it's, it's big brother versus little sister. That's what we, we find we find out who. Is, yeah, that's what it is. So what what do you think? He was insinuating that maybe that Michigan's little sister? That's what you took from it? No, it was like whoever wins is little sister, whoever wins is big brother. Fair that's enough. What I, that's how I think he posed it. I'll allow it. Fair enough. That'll be an Allowed. exciting day. I hate. I can't stand going to Ann Arbor. I really can't. Well, yeah. I'll be there. It's the first time I'm going to be, be there, there, by the really? way. Really? Have you been there before? Uh, I've cool been city. there to drop Wait, off Collins, my buddy. Collins, you are going or you're not going? I am going. Well, that's nice. Maybe we'll run into each other. Yeah. Last time I was last time the game was in Arbor, Michigan State won, correct? That was yes. what was my, the rain game. My yeah, freshman and right, year, and, and the game the year. game doesn't count because it was played in the rain, so it doesn't count for for oh, as a Michigan not. loss. It didn't matter because Michigan State would have been up twenty one to three yeah. if the rain didn't hit. <laughs> and then so. they were the better team. Simply. I was outside dancing in the street. I have a, there's some great videos of that. I mean, doing were that. you Funny in Ann Arbor? Story. Yeah, I was in Ann Arbor. I was dancing in the street. That was the night of my senior homecoming, so no one was at the dance. I mean, we were at the we were <laughs> yeah. at the dance, you were, yeah, but right. no one was there. Was a, they had, yeah. my my school, my principal was actually somewhat of a cool guy back then. Uh, had a TV on in the lobby, so everyone. Was watching the game and no one was in the dance. Interesting. It was awesome. I, uh, I admittedly so, and I went crazy after Michigan State won, and I went to the house next door and I started banging on the windows, and they all came outside with a baseball bat. And luckily, my, okay, I had you, some friends you deserve inside. to get your ass kicked. I don't care. I had some friends. You deserve to though. Why? I was, I was, you can't just bang on a random person. If, if someone, like, if a Michigan fan does that to me, I'm probably gonna. I, well, we like, were kind of like right. hanging out with them during the day. Oh, uh, okay. But like, uh, you didn't I don't, I don't, I don't know who they are. I didn't okay. know who they were. So That's you were a going risky over there move. But we were at least were seeing some, seeing face. So I walked over, banging the glass. They came with a baseball bat, and then okay, I had a couple of friends that are visually intimidating that came over and helped me out. So. It's a risky I, move. Uh, it's really it intimidating. Is. I don't care. Whatever. It is what it is. Go green forever. Go white. Um, we need to edit the video still. Collins and I tried to come in here on Sunday and edit the video. We thought we lost the video. Not like lost it, but we didn't have the proper SD card. And so we bailed out and left. But now Collins is found now it. informing found. that he found the video. Yes. And so now we can edit it yes. eventually at some point. Yes. So, Which is good. True, uh, uh, so the video's coming. Yeah. I promise this is good content, people. I don't think by don't now, lose interest. I think by now everyone's forgotten. It was a month ago. A it'll, it'll be a nice little, nice little sprinkle. You can watch and just be like, oh, yeah, I remember that day. Yeah, yeah. Check this out. It'll be a month ago on yeah. Thursday. Uh, last thing here as we, we get rid of our housekeeping things, uh, Broomball Championship. Yep. Broomball Trophy is here yes. in the studio. Facebook Live, check that one out. Trent and I participated. Ryan Collins did not. I had, I had an exam. I had an exam. Collins initially told us <laughs> no, that he... No, 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 no. He's going to no, no, no. contextualize. Okay. I want to criminate you. First of all, first of all, <laughs> first of all, on Monday, it was like I had tentative plans. And then by Wednesday, those tentative plans were off. If you would have asked me on Wednesday, which you did, you texted me, you guys, are you guys doing a broom ball? Yep. Can we edit the video on Sunday? I was like, I can't go to broom ball on Wednesday. I didn't... Just, you want me... To just be like, yeah, I got an exam. I can't go. You wanted me to tell you that? No. Well, well, 
I yeah, it would have made sense because I I assumed, you you Facetime well, me and I was in my bed yeah, and you say where I thought Trent you were out. I, Trent and I were going to hit the town because we thought you were already out and about no. doing your plans. But whatever, we it, still we hit won the town. Ball. I think we won like fifteen to one. First of all, that looked like it started way later than it was. Like no, no, it started to. like uh, yeah, a little bit later. Ten forty-five, yeah. That's what it is. It was, uh, it was, would I do it yeah. again? Probably not. But it was a good time. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. It was a good time. Well, as we were saying when we left, like we're, we're and know. it's like it's nice to get like little wins like that every now and then. You know what I mean? Like you didn't like we didn't have to win the broomball game, but we did. You walk out of it, it's and massive whatever, with a win, subtle win. Uh, either way, we'll move on. Here we got Wings, Pistons, and Lions for you on the slate. We'll start with the Red Wings because they are the least interesting team. But hey, coming off of a two win two win streak there. Don't call it a comeback. Uh, six, twelve, and one now on the season. As I said, they're coming off of back-to-back wins over the Boston Bruins and Vegas Golden Knights. I think the Bruins are the best team in hockey right now. So that's just typical Red Wing stuff, though. They'll lose to the teams at the bottom of the barrel, and every I don't know every ten to twelve games they'll sneak out a pretty big win, and that's how that's how we do things around here. Uh, Robbie Fabry trade, great move. I texted you guys emphatically when it happened because I knew exactly what was going to happen from it. Uh, Robbie Fabry, of course, getting traded from or coming over from the St. Louis Blues, defending Stanley Cup champions. Apparently, he requested a trade right after they won the cup. So, how old is he? He is twenty three. I was very curious when I saw that. I feel like it, it, this. I might be like completely off on this. Robbie Fabry has put up some like pretty solid numbers before he got injured. Correct. And Jacob Della Rose does not kind of seem like a fair trade off. So it might, he must have burned a bridge in St. Louis or something. Yeah, I think it was. I a didn't matter read of, into it. It was a matter it. of him being upset because he wasn't getting the playing time that he thought he deserved, which makes sense. I mean, the Blues won the Stanley Cup, and he didn't really play a lot of minutes in the Stanley Cup final, let alone. Uh, I don't know when the last time is he played a full season. I should probably look that up, but he did. I don't know if he had two knee surgeries. I know he tore his ACL at least one time a couple years ago, and that's what kind of took him from being a very highly touted product. He's a, he's a first uh, first round pick, I think, back in 2014 or 15. Uh, if my if my mind serves me correctly, I'll look but, it up right. Yeah, now. do some do some research for me. Uh, but he he hurt his knee a while ago, and then kind of didn't really didn't really have much to offer to the Blues after that. And that was kind of his knock on him is that he you know he's slowed down a bit, wasn't the same player that he used to be. Uh, he had seventy six. He now has seventy six points in one hundred and sixty six games played. I believe Jacob De La Rose only had like seven games in the or seven goals in the entire. Tenure he had with the Red Wings, so uh, obviously Jacob De La Rose is a great defensive player, big body. So that's something that the St. Louis Blues will use to their advantage, uh, and, and they have enough firepower over there in St. Louis where they could afford to give up Robbie Fabry. And I'm glad he's with the Red Wings because in two games he now has two goals and one game-winning assist. So not a bad trade for the Wings at all. Uh, Robbie Fabry, former teammates with Tyler Bertuzzi, they won, I believe, they won the Memorial Cup, or at least they won the their OHL champions when they were on. Uh, the Guelph Storm together in the OHL, uh, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, twenty three years old. Oh, Trent's got something. To I, have, add to I have the a Red question. Wings. I have a question. Go ahead. for you guys. So, um, Saturday night, I'm at the hot tub at my apartment complex. I'm feeling good. Yes. I'm happy. It's late at night. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. I'm sitting there. This Whoa. guy comes up to me who has no friends there. By the way, he's just kind yeah. of a, he's he goes, he's kind of a waffle. He goes, I'm Robbie Fabry. And you know, okay, so you know, what? I'm, just, I'm just gonna say rover. he he gets on me and he says, "Who's drinking that piss water Miller Light?" And I said, "That's me." <laughs> and then he then I look at what he he's got a Bud Light with the Blues logo on it. So then I I start I start just giving him the business. I'm like, "We stole we stole Fabry from you," you know. And he, and his whole thing, he said that Fabry's small. 
Is that is that is that uh, true? He's like five ten, five eleven. So pretty okay. average size human being. He was telling me he was like, well, the Blues, you know, that's how they 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 put the big guys out there. You know who also small Martin St. Louis is going to be a Hall of Famer. So all right, okay, good analysis good. by that guy. Uh, my buddy Ian here on Facebook Live. Thank you, Ian. Said he tore his ACL twice in the same knee. That's that was the see. Okay. I don't know if it was two different knee, whatever. So yeah, thank I'm you, looking Ian. at his hockey DB. He's he scored 18 goals in his first like year where he played 72 games. In where, the NHL. What year was he drafted in? He. Do you want me to look right now? Uh, in a 2014 draft, in first, 21st overall. Yes, there you go. So uh, the thing with this trade, ton of upside. Uh, really, it's a it's a high risk. No, I wouldn't say not high risk. Low risk, high reward. That's what I was trying to say. Low risk, high reward pickup there for the Red Wings. Um, obviously, again, Jacob De La Rose with a little, slim to none offensive production. So you bring Fabry in. He is a centerman by trade. He's been playing on the wing on the last in the last two games for the Red Wings here. Um, so interesting move there, only because I'd like to see him as a guy who's got some pretty decent speed. I know obviously he's slowed down a bit since the knee surgeries, but that's a guy I'd like to see at least play center. They've now, since this move, have moved Mantha back up to the first line, which has been great because Mantha had the game winner uh, last last night or, or last evening, I guess, against Vegas, uh, which is nice to see. But uh, whatever, a good move, and it's nice to see a, a sign of life from the Red Wings, at least making some moves to to get the offense moving again. Giovanni Smith got recalled again today from Grand Rapids, so not, not like that's a guy that's going to come up here and put in 30 goals for the rest of the season, but... Uh, things are moving, and you know, you go back to the Erickson move to send him down to Grand Rapids. I know Philip Zadina's had a couple good games in a row here in Grand Rapids too. So things are starting to come together. It is bizarre, and we've talked about this before. How Jonathan Bernier is playing a lot of games now for the yeah, Red Wings. I don't, I don't really get it. I guess I know Jimmy Howard's not been very good, but I don't know. Maybe you get some young goaltending this year that you didn't expect. That you might get, you might, I don't know who's down the pipeline. Like you say, they don't really have a goalie of the future right. in their system right now. But maybe you find, not find a guy, but you find someone who could be serviceable over the next couple of years. Right, and that's going to be the big thing with this season and going forward, especially to the trade deadline that I'm at least looking at is what they're doing with the goaltenders. I mean, you have uh, Jonathan Bernier. I don't know if that's a piece that you, that you move or even able to move. Jimmy Howard, of course, his contract is coming to an end here. Um, I would I would have to imagine that his time is also coming to an end just based on age. So I'm not quite sure what that situation is going to play out like. Uh, Philip Larson is probably the kid that you're looking at in the AHL right now, the kid from Denver. Um, so that's obviously the biggest question mark at, at this point. Um, either way, uh, things are looking, I don't know if they're looking good for the wing because they're still in last place in the league. Uh, so whatever. Uh, it, it's at least nice. I, I, look, I like Fabry to come over here. Of course, you see two games from him, and he's got three points, and you're like, unbelievable. But in my opinion, you kind of fleece the Blues there. But the Blues are, again, that's just the way the Blues are kind of built of playing that style of hockey. Like, they, you know, they, they'll they grind you out. They're, they're a decent-sized team, and, and you know, you bring Robbie Fabry over here to hopefully jumpstart the goal scoring, and it has so far. He's got, I believe Robbie Fabry now has more goals than 14 players on the Detroit Red Wings. Not bad. That's actually awesome. What jersey <laughs> number is he wearing? 14. Brennan Shanahan and Gustav Nyquist. Now Robbie Fabry. That's awesome. Love it. In the, in the lineage of number 14. So Are we uh, going to see Wings fans with Nyquist jerseys on and duct tape over the back? You could. If he keeps scoring at this rate, you could. Um, but, again, big, big, in my opinion. Split pretty, in what, two games? Two games, yeah. Two games, three points. So a, a pretty nice steal there for Steve Eiserman. Again, very, very low risk, high reward. Uh, you know, Again, he's 23 years old. So we, this is a guy who's played – Really, since his first year uh, being drafted, has has been a part of the Blues organization at the at the pro level or the NHL level, I should say. So not bad. Uh, they'll play Anaheim tomorrow night, and we'll roll from there. 
Uh, so that's it on the wings today. We'll move to the Pistons now. The Pistons are four and six. I believe they're the tenth seed right now in the East. So not that that matters because the playoffs are months and months away. They're playing Minnesota right now. I assume they're losing still. Down yeah, eleven going into the fourth. Incredible. Blake is back tonight. Yep. yep. Good for Blake. It's glad to see him on the court. Ten yeah. games in. Um, as far as the Pistons over the, over the last couple of games, they uh, they beat the Knicks. I think they dropped games to who? Uh, the Pacers. Yep, the Bulls. First of all, schedule loss right there. Absolutely ridiculous. Three the Pacers, Pacers games in the first ten games of the year. It's trying to. I was less so than, yeah, confused. Less than that, if you count back, yeah. it was like the three of the first eight yeah. were against the Pacers. Yeah, that's preposterous. Un, un, unreal. Uh, so as far as Piston stuff, you guys fill me in. I told you I'm Pistons free. You guys are more of the Pistons guys here. I do the Red Wings stuff. Trent, yeah. Trent sits, I'll eat the popcorn. LGRW. I'll, I'll eat the popcorn. Now I have Red Wings socks in. on right now. I do you really? Do. Let yes. me see them. Pull yeah, them up. I, I do. For the, for Red the Wings, Facebook Live. Red Wings nice. socks right here. They say Red they look Wings so the uncomfortable. Well, they're from Meyer, so oh, they're really? really not not great Meyer, material. Meyer actually sometimes has some decent stuff. I was walking through Meyer one time grocery shopping last year, and they had this beautiful flannel and vest, and I was like, these two things were meant to go together. <laughs> Picked them up both, eighteen bucks. Nice. Out the door. I got That's this. like me at Easy Target. Enough. Target. Target's got some I get good trapped stuff. in Target. Target. Target stresses me out because it's got too much selection and too much good selection. Like yeah. you walk through, you're like, oh, I could grab a video game right now. Oh, they have food now. Or like, oh, check out this uh, this uh, potpourri that I probably don't need that looks <laughs> it looks good. Even at Target. In not the Korean new one, no. no. Have you been, I've been there? To that one, yeah. I've never been to it. It's not good. Small, yeah, it's small. There's target. nothing. I mean, gimmicky, it's all it's, it's all dorm gimmick. stuff, and yeah. it's all expensive. Oh, gimmicky Target for sure. Um, either way, Pistons, Pistons, and the socks. Um, so tonight, thank you, thank you about the socks. Of course. Um, tonight, Dwayne Casey made the decision to start Derrick Rose, who also returned tonight. Luke Kennard, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, and Tony Snell, which is your best five given the circumstances of Reggie Jackson being out. Whether whether or not you think Reggie Jackson's better than Derrick Rose. Um, it worked great for a little bit. The problem is now your best bench players are Markeith Morris and Bruce Brown. Those are your first two guys off the bench. Tough look. And Thon Maker. Yeah, a bit of a tough look. I'm talking with my roommate before this game, before this uh, pod, and I'm just thinking the Pistons need one more piece. I don't know if it's LeBron, a, a buyout guy. If it was LeBron James, I'd probably curl up and die. LeBron's somewhere. the guy. But um, the Pistons need one more piece. They need a, a, a buyout guy or another shooter, or or maybe I know Collins is a big Svee guy. Give Svee, Mikhail Luke some more minutes. Do something because this team just isn't rejuvenated off the bench, and I know Reggie Jackson isn't healthy right now, so that obviously plays a factor, but this team just is, is top-heavy. They win almost every first quarter, and then they don't win the game because they – but granted, this is the first game back with Blake. I'm not going to overreact. Blake looked very nice early. Um, I think he had seven points in the first six minutes, a couple, a couple dimes, you know, g- grabbing rebounds. He's just doing his thing. Um, he's a great all-around player. It's nice to see him back on the court. I think the Pistons will be a good team going forward with him. Um, and, and, the, and the Timberwolves tonight, I mean, granted, the Pistons could come back and win it, but if they lose, I don't think there's much shame in losing to the Timberwolves this year. They're playing pretty good basketball. When you look at this Pistons team, they can't guard the perimeter, and you saw tonight yeah. in the first half. I mean, Minnesota was just raining threes on them. They have a problem guarding the perimeter, and that's something that's not going away. And in today's NBA, that's a little scary because there's good guard play all over the league. So I, I don't know how they figure out a lineup and lineups off the bench possibly where they're able to combat that. Just Bruce Brown, he's like a try-hard guy. He can defend. He's he works not, hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him, but no, it's no, just no. what he brings isn't necessarily what you need. No, so yeah, and you want to play Kennard as much as you can, but he's not the defender Bruce Brown is. And yeah. Tony Snell's a pretty solid defender. So I, I wonder if that figures itself out as the rotation and depth gets a little bit bigger once 
Blake has just stepped into the role that tonight. But I mean, Blake looked good tonight. It, it, Andre got an early foul trouble. So, which how, happens? How yeah. Andre reacts to Blake coming back is huge because Andre the last like ten games is eighteen and like sixteen which is a preposterous line for him. And he actually looks comfortable on the offensive end of the yep. floor, like around like 10 feet, which is something he's never yeah. really been comfortable They're running with. touches for him, Yeah, and he's something they haven't yeah, done. And he's efficient. He's like, It's not like he's like doing, like missing that stupid like 10-foot hook shot over his left shoulder that he yep. did for like the first three years of his career. So I, I it's like wait and see with this Pistons team. Yep. But when you look at... It's kind of hard to like judge them without Blake in the lineup, and you saw the first glimpses of Blake, and he looked good, but they're going to load manage him. So I don't – like Derek Rose doesn't have to step up, and Andre's going to have to be 18-17 every night. Yep, so no, I, I agree. I, 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 there's nothing like more I can harp on. I still think they're a playoff team because the East is just so bad. Yeah, it is bad. You got the Heat and the Hornets for the rest of this week. I think you're going to have to really look – I mean, you're going to have to judge it more on what Blake does – um, in those two games, this is his first game back. Pistons obviously didn't come out sharp tonight. And Andre Drummond just has those games every now and then, every 10 games or, or 12 games where he gets in foul trouble early and just checks out. But I'm not I'm not too concerned about it. I think, like you said, Collins, they're going to make the playoffs just because the East is that bad. Um, whether or not they'll actually compete, we're a long way from answering that question, but I do think the Pistons are still one piece away. Who knows if it'll actually happen. Um, I, please, I, please, please do something. There's also, like, they need to – I mean, Kyrie Thomas, I guess, is, has a stretch fracture in his foot, which explains why he hasn't been playing. They also need to give some guys more minutes. I yeah. do – I truly believe Svee should be playing 12 to – he should He's take – He's a knockdown shooter. He should take Lainson Galloway's minutes. No offense to Lainson Galloway. He should be playing 7 to 10 minutes a game. He's, he's like, playing 15 minutes a game. He can't guard anyone, and he has those nice – he has, like, a 10-game stretch where he's, like, the best – player off the bench the rest of the year he is almost like a liability because he doesn't knock down shots and he's not a good defender so i would like to see him svee and Kyrie thomas at more minutes and christian wood has to be your second bid third bid it's using well with first blake bid, back now it's first yeah. bid off the bench he has to be thon maker is this yeah he, and like the I more guess, i watch thon the more frustrated i get i guess thon can like guard a little bit better than christian wood but what thon brings you on the offensive end compared to what christian wood brings you on the offensive end it's unacceptable not to play yeah. christian wood before thon and Maker. just the fact of the matter is offense is mat- offense matters more in today's nba yes so. i agree so it, it is it is it is hard to kind of gauge where the pistons are at because you really haven't seen their legitimate lineup the entire season nope I mean, you haven't had Reggie, Andre, and, and Blake on the floor at the same time, and then you throw Derrick Rose in there, and he's playing a bit of an obscure role right now because he, he starts tonight. So, I don't know. I, I You just hope that as far as this load management thing in the NBA goes, say what you will about it. Like, I I get it, but I don't, but I do. So, it's we'll, we'll see what happens with Blake as far as the rest of the year goes. I, I'd like to, like I said, this could be a year where you see Reggie Jackson play 30 games and Blake's... You know, not but I guess if you you need to do the load management deal with them so we can play in the playoffs, then by all means. But I get it for the franchises. I don't get it for like the players, like as a competitor. Yeah, like, I, I some I don't get that sometimes. But other than that, it makes all the sense in the world for organizations to protect their investment. Yeah, and I also think it's strange that the NBA has now placed like rules on it. Like you can only like I don't I don't really know the specifics of what the rules are. But I don't. You, I I. Because the Spurs like started like doing it like egregiously, like Tim Duncan went and like play for like five games and stuff like that. I, I the rules aren't working though. 
Because yeah. you're like the whole thing is like them trying to like eliminate like players right. like it's Kawhi like, Leonard. It's like the watchability of the games. Like, no, it's yeah, just, and it's, it's so, like if it's a national TV game, you're trying to like set it up to, for the fact that those guys will be playing. And Kawhi Leonard was playing Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kawhi's load management. So I, I I don't know what they're doing, but I I the Pistons need to load management like because he clearly has knee issues. Yep. All right, which is just once again when you go back to the trade and the first and the first point. Uh, you know what you're getting great. into, but it's almost one of those deals where in, until it actually happens, you don't really realize how frustrating it is or how problematic it can be. Sure. So now you're here, and it's like, all right, well, yeah, what do we do? We'll see this season if he plays. If he plays, what's it called? He's already missed ten games. Eighty-two season. Fifty. If I I would say sixty. Dude, I hope he play, you gotta play more than fifty games for me. I would I say the already, o- I would say the over but... under is like fifty eight. All right, I'd take the. Under, I'm gonna actually. say under. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But that's a good over under. Okay, fifty seven yeah. and a half. Look at you. You should be a handicapper for sports. if he if he plays more than fifty eight games, the Pistons will be fine. But if he if say he gets injured again or his knee flares up again, it could be an ugly season for the Pistons. Yep. But other than that, I like there's no strong tates to be made. No. Right. And like you could usually have strong tates to be made earlier in the season if you see that full lineup like you said, Ryan. So I it, it's hard to like judge this team. I agree. There's no strong takes either way. No right. positives, no negatives. It's mostly just I mean, they're they're a barely a five hundred team. Not not quite, but you know what I'm saying. Without Blake. And now Blake's back and they're maybe gonna lose tonight. I don't know, down seven with nine minutes. Who knows? Uh gotta judge it on maybe the next five games rather than just tonight. Yep, and now we'll move on from Pistons. With that, uh, Pistons again playing the Timberwolves as we speak right now. Do we have a score update? 99-92, Timberwolves with nine and a half minutes to play. Look at that. You never know. Um, but we'll now move into uh, everyone's favorite team in the city, the Detroit Lions. Uh, I don't even know really what to say about yeah. this game because it was kind of – you Trent, you texted us when we were on our way back from the Green and White Report on Sunday – like you're like it feels so weird watching this team, and yeah. it really did. I mean, obviously no Matthew Stafford, and you know if he's not playing, something's seriously wrong. So yeah. I don't know what, what did they say. Like the, the doctors like, didn't allow him to play. Yeah, the doctors kind of pulled him from the game. Which look, I if they give you're hurt, you're yes, hurt. I and understand. and obviously the future of the team is more important than I mean I okay. So I'm I'm a believer. I'm a big believer, but you had to go seven and one last eight. You know, right. to have a chance. So, my, so you'd rather just protect Stafford. I get it. So, I, I would have made my, the same choice. So my, my question now, well, first I will open up. The Lions lose to the Chicago Bears 20-13. to 13. They move to 3-5-1 and one on the year. Um, Some quick stats before I get back to that point, Trent. Uh, Jeff Driscoll steps in. I, no one probably knew who he was. I really didn't either. Uh, 27 Florida for 46. Legend. Florida, University of. Didn't he transfer? Yeah, it's a lot, Tash. Right, good. Uh, 27 for 46 through the air, 269 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. He also led the team in rushing, so I don't know how you feel about that, but whatever. Uh, Kenny Galladay, three catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, back to that point then, Trent. You sold us last week that the Lions had to go 7-1 to make the playoffs. They now lost their one game. Yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about 7-0 and now? If Stafford plays, I feel okay about it, but it's not going to happen. It's just not. I mean, because let's start right away. Let's start this Sunday against Dallas. You you have no chance if Matt Stafford doesn't play. And I by agree. the way, I'll be in Ann Arbor Saturday, so I have some idea if Stafford's going to play or not. If he's not playing, I'm going to sell my ticket and not go. Seriously, is that for that? Why would I show up and watch the Lions get the brakes beat off him by the by the Cowboys of all teams? Well, and then, and then if you sell your ticket, you can come back up here with us and do the Green and White Report. Yes, I can. Look at that. Yes, but and we can edit the video Sunday. 
Yes. We could. We could do that. Wow. We'll, we'll to... be in touch. We'll be okay. in touch. But but other than that, I mean, it's like the, the teams you play, I mean, and I say this all the time, the Lions have shown flashes all year of like being a good team. You know, for three and a half quarters against the Cardinals, they look dominant. And that's why going into the Chargers game, we were all kind of optimistic. Like the Lions did look like a really good team until they started playing prevent and had brain farts all over the field and your coach bowel movemented in his pants, I believe, as you put it. Uh, and then you won the Chargers game. And then you know you you lost. Then you won the, you won the Eagles game. And then you lost a really hard fought game to the Chiefs. And I was telling my roommates and my brothers this. I, I truly believe that this season turned on a dime. And I don't think you can even argue otherwise. This season turned on a dime on Monday night against the Packers. Yep. Because at that point you had two wins, a tie, and a hard fought loss to at what what looked like. I mean now the Chiefs are six and four, but what looked like the best offense in football and one of, you know, you're playing the MVP. Right. So mm-hmm. that that loss was excusable and you were in a fourth and eight away from winning that game. Then you lose on some BS to the Packers and they re- really never found their footing after that. They've beaten a bad Giants team and even that game we know ended up what? It was, we only won by seven, I believe, the Lions did. So the season turned on a dime then um, and, and some injuries here and there. Uh, say what you want about the <laughs> Ryan's, Ryan's mic is coming on. Well, the mic, like you I have to sit everything styrofoam. about this chair. First of all, the mic the is chair. fine. It's just your ADD, just like you can't handle. From not the ch- from yeah. the chair to the squeaky well, mic. Well, we're, we're mic talking. falling apart. We're talking lions. It's tough. Yeah, he's yeah. distracted. But right. anyways, I, I guess my point is just that there's there's been plenty of. You're getting a phone call. Am I really? This is yeah. just. This I don't is know. Awesome. I, I, does that affect the Facebook Live? Someone no, shut like that. It's, it's like it's still going. I I gotta have to go end this right now. No, Can't, you don't. No, it's fine. Is it still going? I believe it is. Let me check it out. When, how, when is it going to end? This stand is by, ridiculous. Stand by. This always happens. Is it still going? Well, I'll just check on my computer. Oh, it's supposed to stop. No, we're still going. Oh, we're oh, going. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Okay, cool. wow. so, I was out of control just now. This is the last thing I want to say before I turn it back over to one of you guys. Well, what were we talking about? The Lions. We're talking about. I know. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So, about we're, we're them talking, going 7-0. We're talking about them going 7-0. and So the, despite whether, whether, whether or whether or not you liked the Quandre Diggs deal, um, it kind of got thrown away when Tracy Walker got hurt because now it's like, yeah, Tavon Wilson, who I know none of us are super high on, has nope. to start. And, uh, you know, uh, Will Harris, who hasn't looked great at all, I think he might be my new Tease Tabor. Uh, at least he's young. At least he's young, but so was Tease Tabor. Anywho, you're dealing with injuries. You're dealing with a lot of depth issues because of injuries. No one on this team is healthy. Deshaun Hand comes back, looks great, and then Gone leaves. Yep, yep, exactly. Mike Daniels comes back, looks great. Gone. Hurt again. It's just it's frustrating. Carry on Johnson's on IR for the second year in a row, you know? Things like this, they just add up and it yeah. snowballs. And of course, the biggest one, number nine isn't out there. You don't have any chance to win because and it, this is the this is the last thing I'll say. The only reason you've ever been in games all year is because of Matt Stafford. Seriously. He hasn't had a bad game all year and you're still I mean, they still had a losing record before he came back in. Or before right. before he was ruled out in this one. Still had a losing record, and he's played great all year. So yeah, that speaks to the incompetencies of this coach. That speaks to the the bad luck again, the Packers game and the Chiefs game, what have you. And it just speaks to the injuries on this team. The season has really been lost, and it turned on a dime on Monday night against the Packers, going seven and zero. Possible if Stafford's okay. Um, very, 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 very improbable. And now you have to start looking at draft stuff, which I hate doing, and I won't do by the way. But some people <laughs> will. Yeah. Uh, and I believe right now the Lions would have the eleventh pick. Um, but if Stafford's healthy this week, I think you 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 got to just take it one game at a time and try to win against the Cowboys because that's actually one of your hardest remaining games. I watched the Lions game this week after I found out Stafford. I woke up, found out Stafford was out. I was like, okay, there's no expectations for this week. Like, yeah, yeah you'd say it's 
it's at that point where you're like, I, it's kind of hard to put it on the lines that will win a game in a desperate soldier field with your backup quarterback, Jeff well, Tristel, yeah, not, not to who cut I you believe, off, but... believe wasn't there since we, he's been here since week two. Yeah, we made a trade for him midseason. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. Like, but not, not to cut you off, but like before we got here, Collins and I were saying we weren't even really that upset after the loss. It's hard. It was, it was a only... different feeling because when, when, yeah. you, when you learn, when you wake up and the first thing you see is Matt Stafford's not playing, you're just like, you're already kind of accepting defeat. Right, now, of course, one thing ex- the yes. Lions are great at is sucking you back in and getting down seven with three minutes left in the ball. Yep, there you and go. then, of course, you're sucked back in. But going into the game, of course, like Collins just said, your expectations are low. I don't know if you have a point about the – because I was in the group chat, we were pretty active. Yeah. The only problem I had with the game yesterday – two problems I had with the game – they were way too conservative. Like, uh, yeah, they, like Especially way too. Especially the beginning con- of the game, too. Yeah. It, it was, was like, I, paint like dry. at the like at some point, you know, you're not going to be able to run the football. And I understand you have a backup quarterback, and you don't want to throw him to the wolves. I knew he threw a bad interception in his own territory. Yeah, terrible, really bad interception. But at the same time, you're not going to win just running the football because your defense is not good enough to keep this horrible Bears offense in check. Yep. Long enough, right? Like it, it wasn't going to happen. So I didn't, I didn't really understand a lot of the play calling. Maybe that was just Jeff Tristel just checking down literally every single pass play. <laughs> literally every single pass play felt like he was throwing to JD McKissick. And the only other thing is when they got the ball back, I think it was three thirty. They had the fourth and one. And they were going to go for it. Offensive pass interference. Kenny by the Kenny Galladay absolutely. I I don't want to say name. lost the game, but that that Horrible drive name. between the between the two drops. And the penalty, bad penalty absolutely, too. Absolutely killed your last drive. So it wasn't a penalty, but I didn't think it was a penalty. Did yeah. you think it was a penalty? I didn't really get it. I, I didn't because it, like they usually call those penalties when it's offensive pass interference and it's not to the guy who receives the ball. When it's clear and obvious, like he's going out of his way, he clearly was not going out of his way to get JD McKissick open. So I thought it was a peculiar, peculiar flag. But my biggest thing is. Going for it on fourth and eleven with three eleven left to go, you have it at I think at your own forty nine, with three timeouts and a two minute warning. And it was actually two eleven, I think, when they ran that play. It made zero sense not to punt that ball with the fact that the Bears' offense was not going to pick up a first down because Matt Nagy in that offense were going to get conservative. I really did not get that because they went for it and guess they went for it, got off the field and then got the ball at their own ten, something like that, yeah. with no timeouts and like. 140 on the clock, which is pretty hard for a backup quarterback to do. Right. So I I understand maybe you're like, hey, we won't be able to get get back in this position. I I think it just told you how much trust Patricia has in his defense that he can't he doesn't think that a backup Chicago Bears team that's trying to run the clock out that your defense can't get off the field with three timeouts and a two minute warning. I I think speech volumes uh, how poor this defense is and how little right. confidence. Patricia has in his own steam right now. Yeah, that that last drive. And look, I have to give credit where credit's due. I mean, Jeff Driscoll clearly, I mean, he did I mean, enough. Galladay catches that fourth and eleven, and I I'm wrong. Right. And there's again, there's there's the two the two drop balls that you know, say what you will. The the penalty obviously costs you from going for I I, I don't mind you going for it on fourth and one, obviously. I don't even remember I don't remember the pass interference. I don't I don't remember seeing it ever of Kenny Galladay's. I don't was, know what happened. Vic, I never saw it happen. It was a pass to J.D. McKissick on the right sideline, I want to say. And it was just Kenny Galladay wasn't even in the picture. They didn't show a replay. As your Uncle Steven, by the way, is commenting. Is and that saying, what he said? Shady of course, he was, t- yeah, he was telling me that on, on Sunday. Yeah. I it didn't was, see it either. No, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't really even show it. And I'm sitting there kind of just scratching my head. 
again, weird feeling, kind of dejected, not really even that upset that we were about to like lose the game. I, I don't know. It was just it was so weird. This Lions game was so weird. I obviously there's takeaways and stuff, but it it was just it, it felt like I was watching the Lions in a in a, a different universe right, simply yeah. because Matt Stafford wasn't playing. Exactly. That's like that's like your worst case scenario when the Lions bail out and then dump Stafford off somewhere and he's yes. going he's deep, then his team's nine and zero and you're looking yeah. at your Lions with Jeff Driscoll as the head is the starting quarterback. Stafford hasn't missed a game in eight and a half years. Right. Which is I'm just turning twenty tomorrow. I was eleven and a half the last time. <laughs> which is unbelievable. That Stafford I, played missed the Lions. Game. I could sit like here and talk about him forever. Yeah, um, that is pretty crazy. My my quick takeaways, I get Ty Johnson got hurt early, but it just you know, this team has just clearly given up on trying to run the ball. They I mean, didn't try made, to give up yesterday. That's where it was infuriating. Well, well it, it was the, a little at the weird. beginning at the beginning of the game they like you they said it no was very push. conservative but you make your backup quarterback throw the ball 46 times. I mean, I, I don't know like what – I don't understand – I don't fundamentally understand how that's not your number one priority to fix on offense. Your quarterback's been great. And just imagine how good he would be if he actually had a run game. You yeah. haven't all year. I don't know if you've had a 100-yard rusher, rusher this year. I don't Maybe think so. one game. I think Maybe one game carry on did. Yes. I think it, I want to say it was the Chiefs game. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I think you're right. I think I it was think the Chiefs, Chiefs game. game. But it, it was just – it was also weird watching – uh, Jeff Driscoll like run the ball like have some like it was just, he was, it was just fine weird. no no he was that's what I'm saying it was weird having your quarterback take a snap and immediately run like that's the play like it's yeah. a quarterback like run to the outside that was like, their we, best we, run, we don't ever run those them. the Lions haven't run those in ten years so it's yeah. it was just weird seeing that kind of stuff and and especially that you know and and to your point about having no run game. Oddly enough, and maybe you guys disagree, maybe there's a reason for this, I don't know, but Matt Stafford's best seasons have been when there's no run game, and it's kind of weird. I think it's more of just you're turning him loose in games and you're just Let letting him, him fire thing. You know, right. yeah, you might throw two picks, but he's going to throw 350 yards and a couple touchdowns, and you're going to have a chance to win. That's been the Lions' formula for winning the last decade because right. they factually have had Calvin Johnson, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, and, and even Eric Ebron for like a, a, a short little stint and a half. Where he played well, so it, it to me it's like if you have Stafford in the game yesterday, you win despite the running deficiencies, and that's another thing. And I'll, we'll we'll talk about all this stuff later. But when you do look at the rest of the schedule, it's like yeah, the Cowboys have Ezekiel Elliott, who the Lions got, you know, sure. and then then you play the Bears again at home. Uh, that Bears team, by the way, is bad. Can is is it safe to say? Am I overreacting that the Bears defense is overrated? I, I don't know. Playing Jeff Driscoll yesterday and 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 Ty Johnson and JD McKissick, they 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 didn't make one big flash play. There's a lot of things about the Bears where I just like equate it to how bad their offense is, and like okay. I I find it like hard to put all the pressure on that defense with the fact is they literally are on the field most of the game because their offense is so inept. But yeah, I they have they've been disappointing this year. They have been. Yeah, I mean, I think that some of the positives to take the defense was much better. They held David Montgomery as their lead back to only sixty yards. It's like three and a half yards per carry. I think he had. Um, but I just you know there's there's this weird feeling that even though Jeff Driscoll obviously was your quarterback, he didn't have Matthew Stafford, which again is another point as to why Matthew Stafford is your most important asset. If anyone is still on the fence about that, which I think is ridiculous, um, the defense stepped up a bit. But again, the the Bears' offense is factually so inept that it's I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. I don't I don't care I don't care about. The you know the yards of offense Trubisky threw for less than 200 yards. Like I said, David Montgomery had 3.5 yards per carry, which is probably the, the the lowest amount allowed by the Lions all year long. Yeah. But that that offense has struggled all year between Matt Nagy and, and Mitch Trubisky being your quarterback. There, they're almost better with Chase Daniel at quarterback. I, I was swear. very I was like 
I don't Shoot. know. Trubisky made some nice throws in that. Once it got to like the end of the second quarter, he yes. kind of stepped up his like play level. But yeah, that that game for the first quarter and a half was almost unwatchable. If Trubisky, you're not, yeah, yeah, no, it was. It was terrible. It was terrible football. The Lions were up six zero until about two minutes left in the. In right, the second yeah. quarter, and Trubisky got hot for three drives, and they all happened right in a row. Yeah, so last drive of the second quarter, and then their first two drives of the third quarter. And the only reason he got the ball back so quick after he threw his second touchdown pass of the game, which was at the beginning of the third quarter, was because Jeff Driscoll threw the ball right to the Bears. Yeah, like right to him. Tough. That was my only huge criticism, and and our, well, I mean, a game I don't, changing play. Too. And I don't want to ignore the fact that he was three yards in front of the line of scrimmage on fourth down, <laughs> then and then that threw was a so terrible funny. pass the end zone. That was so I know, funny. At that point, I was just like, wow. I mean, what what's worse? I want to get your guys' opinion. What's worse, that or Dan Orlovsky Dan running Orlovsky. out the back Orlovsky. of the end zone? Uh, Orlovsky by a mile. Okay, Orlovsky. I think so too. But Orlovsky. to be that far in front of the line of scrimmage, like. Oof. The That's problem with Orlowski, like he barely I think he I don't know how many games he started in that 0-16 year, but he gets that pinned on him just for that one play. Yeah. That's gotta be tough. Well right? that 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 play is a microcosm. It's it's hilarious right. now. You can walk you can look back and laugh at it now, but Yeah, it's just it's it's frustrating because this is the game that I feel like the Lions the Lions are really in the game the whole time. Um, you know, again, statistically speaking, on, on offense, I, the, the def- defensively, I, sh- I should say, for the Lions, um, a little bit better pressure on the quarterback. Again, I don't know if that – I just can't tell if that yeah. speaks to how bad the Bears' offense is. Because Trubisky does – I mean, he does take a lot of covered sacks as well. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know the Lions had, what, four sacks, four, five, yeah, six five sacks, sacks or whatever, which was which was nice to see. At least they actually stopped the run in the backfield a couple of times, which we really haven't seen all, all year long. Yep. But I Trey just Flowers, I don't you Trey take Flowers it you, nice you take it with a grain of salt in my opinion I don't know I don't it's just I, I'm just dejected because like it's a game again that you were you were in and I don't think the Bears even without Matthew Stafford the Bears are not an overwhelmingly better team than you by any means no and you're they're in not the, you're in the game you had the ball with three minutes left with a chance to win the game you didn't get it done if you have Stafford you probably if you have if you have Matthew Stafford you probably win the game by a touchdown I was or gonna say if you got Matt Stafford you're not even in that situation exactly of course so, the Lions do what the Lions do and they always make it close at the end regardless so it's, it's frustrating so so point being not having Stafford sucks I don't and, and now your team is three five and one and I what do you want me to sit here and be positive still? Like, it is what it is. We're 3-5-1. and one. You have to go undefeated to have a chance to make the playoffs now in the NFC, and this is, this is what it which, is. Which, if Stafford's healthy, it can happen. Okay, I mean, it sure. Can. It can. I guess, I guess in, sure. Nah. In, a, in a perfect world. Right. Well, who, but, are they, who are they going to lose to? to I mean, let's just Minnesota. Go find a way. Dude. Minnesota find a way. on the road. Dallas, Minnesota, they'll find a way. They play the Redskins, the, thing, the Bears, the Vikings, the Buccaneers, Broncos, and Packers. The thing that's frustrating is the Lions the last two years, much more so this year than last year, have given you a reason coming into the season to buy in. They always do. I always find a way to buy in. Some fans aren't like that where they have now been, you know, they're Lions free or I haven't watched a Lions game since whenever. I'm never yeah. going to be that fan. I'm always going to watch. Even if the team's projected to win one game all year, I'll watch the team play. But this was a year where, like, you you reload on defense. You bring in Danny Amendola. You go get your guy in Hawkinson in the draft, and you you see Stafford having a career year. And it's just it's always something with the Lions. It's either getting screwed by a call, or the entire team is hurt, or now Matthew Stafford for the first time in pretty much his entire career is not playing, is not starting in a game for you. And it's just like I'm just sick of it. I don't like good teams get lucky. The Lions don't get lucky ever. So I they don't get they don't get calls they don't get bounces they you know they 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 get stuck with the injury bug it just sucks it's it sucks yep 
because you know you, you go win the Bears game and at least on a week to week basis you're like okay you know I'm, I'm now justifying how the Lions can win each game and they're going to be in each game they have been in each game did you the hear, Lions did factually, you hear the, did you hear the stat no there's, there's like, one of three teams that have led in every single game it's one like it's thing? like yeah it's like San Francisco and then Chiefs is the it Chiefs, Chiefs yeah and the Detroit Lions right three <laughs> teams that have that have led in every single game the Niners are undefeated the Chiefs are six and four and the Lions are three five and one so and see that to me and this is just me being slappy Trent Valley but that to me is the <laughs> thing that like yeah this team can be good they could piece things together and figure things out the are they gonna that... do it this year probably not just because of the hole you've dug yourself already you made your bed. You made your bed when you lost to the Vikings and let Kirk Cousins put up forty two on you. I that's actually what I was about to say. It, like you look back at the season and I think once Stafford goes down, it's like at this point you don't rush him back. You don't want him to play in any games and further injure himself because he's proven to be to be like what, a top five quarterback this season? Top he's been, three, yeah. He's been statistically he's been fantastic. Insane. And he's right. been their whole offense. But you look at this team, after, like you said, that Vikings game was a turning point because. Well, I think the Packers game no, was no, a turning no, no, point, no, no. and then the disability to like respond in the Vikings yes. game. Yes, because the hangover. It, I mean, ever since then, it's been a completely different team. Yep. Because the defense wasn't th- this big of an issue. They didn't have a pass rush in previous weeks, but they weren't getting what like right. forty dropped on them and having mediocre quarterbacks like ru- <sighs> like ring their bell. Yeah. Yeah. And. At the and it's just it hasn't been the same team ever since that Packers game, and it's hard to kind of justify this team being able to go seven zero, even if Stafford's like going to come back this week, which I hope he doesn't, because I, I I don't think a fractured like bone in his vertebrae heals after one week. So I don't. Whatever know. I read today about like what like the you know breaking bones in your back is scary, but at least Stafford like broke like the good ones or whatever. Something it's like not as serious. It's not as yeah. serious as it could be. But even but still, the guy wanna... the guy plays hurt every single year. Yeah, but he's why hurt you... every he's year and he plays every warrior. game. He's a, he's a beast. So now at this point again, you're three five and one. So if you want to, I don't know about shutting him down for the rest of the season. But you're right. I don't I don't, don't need rush him. him I don't back. need him out here getting killed. Like at a certain point, you have to like you know you 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 make your bed and you lay it in of like this is what you are as a team. And it sucks. Like I, the Lions, like you said, Trent. The Lions have made progress. They've been in every game. They're not getting blown oh, out or embarrassed because they're they're they're, they're they've, they have pieces now that you can see can play. You, you haven't been healthy all year long. Yeah, but you they've had seen pieces Mike Daniels. who could, You haven't had they've had pieces hand. who've been able to play the last seven years. You're having you now they're Matthew's having a they, career they, year. I think the Lions are also in a unique situation. They have not made progress. No, it's a well, crazy look, look, look. The Lions are also in a unique situation because Bob Quinn. Now you're looking at him and you're saying, okay. Like before the season, you could really say the only miss is Bentis Tabor. And now you're looking at it and you're saying, yeah, some of these guys might not be misses, but are they great picks? Is Taylor Decker a great he's pick guy, at this point? No, he's is Jared Davis also, a great I mean, pick you also at this have point? Hawkinson, Hawkinson's kind right, of disappeared exactly, since the exactly. first couple of games. That's right? what I'm saying. So, but but the flip side is, after all those terrible years of Matt Millen and all those terrible years of Martin Mayhew. I don't want to sit here and complain about Bob Quinn because he's drafting starting caliber players. Right. He's not drafting Cornelius Lucas and Lakin Tomlinson and Eric Ebron and Charles Rogers, rest in peace. It's just like he's he, he's putting together a roster for you, and what I tell my buddies is like it should be good enough. Given this quarterback, given this whole situation and the talent he's got around him, I think that this wide receiver duo is one of the top two or three tandems right. in the whole league. Given what you got, bringing in Trey Flowers, Justin Coleman, you have Darius Slay. I don't know for how much longer, but whatever. 
You should the the it's it's there. You have enough there, and it should be good enough. And now I I look at a, a bunch of things like you said, Ryan. It's just a combination of things because the Lions through four weeks showed us a product that was actually very good. Had no yes. complaints through four weeks. Obviously, you can complain about the Cardinals game, but you tied. You were complaining more about the tie than you were about the Chiefs' loss. So the Lions actually had a direction for a little while. And you could still look ahead and say, oh, well, Hawkinson's young, and he still is, obviously, and we got to like put a, put a pin in that one. But then you could also say, oh, Deshaun Hand's coming back. Austin Bryant, the fourth-round pick, is coming back. There were a lot of things you could still get excited about. And now it's like Stafford's hurt. Carry-on's on IR. Matt Patricia looks terrible. It's it's just it's it's so frustrating the season and I'll say it I'll say it two million times changed on Monday night in Lambeau when you got screwed and then you couldn't respond you couldn't bounce back in Minnesota and from there it's it's honestly been a crap show because even the Giants game they didn't Daniel Jones I'm pretty sure threw for three fifty yeah I, I I liked what you said about Bob Quinn because they were like nine and seven it's not good enough. You bring in your own guy. Now the pressure's on him because he brought in right, his own guy. Exactly. Yeah, and it's and, like he won and, six and, games last year. Is he so, going to win no, six no. this year? Yeah, but Is no. he even going to get to six wins this year? Who knows? No, yeah. Do yeah. You, but do you do you really not feel more confident with this roster this year than in years past? I, I understand what no. you're saying with the record. This this roster they put together this year, you didn't come it's in this year. It's not that good because all the names they paid are not that good. I understand now looking at it, but I'm saying as far as coming into this season, I was the most confident in this team I have been in years yes. based on the roster. Well, they I, I say making what, progress. And, and I think, I think you're at least a competent organization. If you at now. least look at They're not. They're, they're just factually not. But if you Win at a least, playoff game and then you're maybe a competent organization. But Collins, I know you can at least agree with me that like from last year to this year, it's been a lot better. I guess, but that's not that's team, not something you should no, build on. A six and ten I, I, year is I, not. I understand, progress. but I, I know, I know, but that that's the fact. That's the fact is that's where the Lions are because it was Matt Patricia's first year. Now it's his second year. And by the, are we going to talk about him at all? Because I'm so done. Well, with that's him. and that's what I'm. That's why I'm now trying to pitch to Collins. Is I'm I'm trying to explain to you when I talk about progress. I get that they're three five one five and one. I watch the same team you do. I get you're frustrated too. What I'm saying is, is coming into this season, I you look you pick up Trey Flowers, you pick up Justin Coleman, who's been damn good. good for you, Justin Coleman. Trey Flowers is your question mark. You have year two better. of carry on Stafford. You get the, the wide receiver tandem. You bring in Amendola, who's actually draft had some Hawkinson. good games for you. Draft Hawkinson, Jesse James. So, so you see the team on paper. If you, I, I really don't believe anyone, if you tell me you weren't confident about the roster coming into the season, so my eyes now turn to Patricia and the coaching staff. What have you been able to do with the with the hand that you're dealt? And they've been able to do nothing. And they stink. Yep. They've been they've been bad since it, since like you said since the Vikings game or I'm sorry the the, the Packers game. I believed in this team through the Packers game and even after the Packers game. Yep. And now they've done this to you. I get it. They're banged up. They're hurt. But at some point, again, we don't we don't sit here every week and look at individual players who haven't. I mean, granted, you know, Collins has problems with Trey Flowers, deservedly so. He's you know, been we, better though the last we, couple we, of weeks. We pick on Galladay here and there because he drops balls. Everyone does. But we pick on things like schematics and like why are you not able to run the ball? Why are you not able to get to the quarterback? These are things that we why are you we the thirty first best defense yes, when you're a yes. defensive head coach? We harp on this week after week. So now my eyes turn to the coaching staff, and I, yeah. I actually believe in Daryl Bevel, and he's been like you look what Stafford's done. I mean, yeah, he's, he's just, been great. And, and you have Carryon Johnson, who hasn't been here for a couple weeks now, but again, he, he's proven to you that if you give him the tools and you're able to open up holes for him, he can hit the hole and go. Just yep. the bottom line. 
But between your offensive line now and your defense as a whole, you know there there are your question marks in my opinion. The Lions have been trying to build this offensive line for years. I I, I enjoy Frank Ragnow and, and Graham Glasgow. I don't know about Taylor Decker anymore. Literally every single time the Lions have third and ten to fifteen and they convert, you know there's a flag coming and it's usually on Decker. Like that's that to me is the most asinine thing about the Lions and it's been this way since I was in diapers. Every time the Lions make a big play, there is some flag that is thrown on the play. I don't know if that's a just, you know, back to the everyone's conspiracy theory on the officials, but it is literally without fail. I don't know what what play I was watching in the Bears game. I think it was third and eleven, and and they Driscoll completed a pass to go first down and Decker gets a holding penalty. And all of a sudden it's third and twenty. Exactly. They, the, the Lions had like second and thirty and like third and twenty a hundred times that game. Yep. So I don't know like I don't know who coaches the offensive line, but the, I don't know how many guys you need to bring in. Riley Reef, and you bring in Wagner, and you bring in Dahl and Decker, and you shift Glasgow and Ragnar. I don't know what needs to happen for that offensive line to click because between giving Stafford time and opening up the run game, those are two pretty big necessities that you need to have. So my eyes now turn to coaching. I I don't I I like, and I understand that you just can't churn and burn. I hate I I can't stand now, especially in college where you get a, you give a coach two years, a year and a half, and he's gone because you need to build some continuity. But being ranked this poorly in every defensive category for a guy that prides himself on being a defensive yes, guy that is and, the thing and, and, to me. and brought in his own defensive guy yes. that's like older than my grandfather. Like I don't like at that point, that's where my eyes go. Like, look, Bob Quinn, at some point you have to make the decision. Are you going to go down with the ship here with your guy or are you going to make a move to bring some Someone in like, and I know you know it doesn't need to be a Sean McVay, you know Andy Reid type guy, but at least someone who can like. I mean, like, come on, dude! Like, th- yes. there are teams that have one win and zero wins that are better on defense than you are, and that's that's and ridiculous. It's, it's, it, it, I don't. Yes. I get that you play some tough competition, but even still, like, really. I yes. just tough to, and, it's tough to and watch. again you guys you guys both talked about it. It, it the the whole focus this off season was okay you brought in your new offensive coordinator okay and you still have Matt Stafford so what are you looking to do okay you draft Stafford another target another guy to throw the ball to but other than that it was all up and you brought in Jesse James Danny Amendola whatever other than that it was all about going to get defenders it was Trey Flowers it was Justin Coleman it was Rashawn Melvin was extending snacks Harrison. It was all this stuff you're looking at in, in drafting Austin Bryant and Will Harris and Jelani Tavai. You're trying to build something here on defense because that's your shtick. That's your MO, right, Matt Patricia? That's your thing. That's why we hired you. That's why the Detroit Lions hired you. And now this defense is factually one of the worst defenses. Ryan, you just said it. There, there are teams with zero wins and one win that have better defenses than the, than the Detroit Lions. And it's not a roster problem. It's not. It can't be. How can it be a roster problem when this team, like you guys both just said, has, is one of three teams in the NFL that has led in every game? And I think until, I don't know what game the streak ended, but I think the, the Lions have the lead in every fourth quarter until probably the Vikings game. But I, I just don't, especially in this division and the NFC this year, for the Lions to be in this position and, and and have three wins after the schedule, which you look at, and you look at the way they've lost some of these games, getting down to the one-yard line and throwing the ball to Logan Thomas, like for crying yeah. out loud, I, I just don't understand 
I, I, I don't know. And again, what last year, this is the last thing I'll say. Last year when we were all talking about Matt Stafford and certain people wanted to move off, like this was a legitimate conversation last year because of how bad the offense was yes. under Jim Bob Cooter. My thing was always, I understand. I'll listen to your argument even if I completely disagree. I'll listen to your argument about Matt Stafford if you can give me a name who you'd rather have, who you who you could realistically go get. And that's my that's I guess that's my problem with Patricia right now. I'm banging my head against the wall because I'm like I don't think he's good. My problem is I don't really know. Like you said, Ryan, I don't know if you really want to turn and burn. I don't really know who I can if I can give you a name that you can realistically go pitch right. to and say, do you want to come coach the Detroit Lions? That's where we're at right now, and it's so frustrating. And I, I ugh, it's it's looking another season of staring us in the face of just disappointment after there was so much build up and so much to look forward to is it's it's frustrating that's kind of where i'm at right uh my my last thing here unless you have anything to add Collins, as far as the chicago game before we talk cowboys a bit you're three five and one now i've said that 300 times on this show today uh this being realistic you have to go seven and oh you have to win out to now contend for a wild yeah, card because even then you might not get it right and this is a spot too where 10 5 and 1 looks better than 10 and 6 because usually you see teams that are like 9 and 7 10 and 6 that make it i don't know if 10 5 and 1 even gets you in this year but you have to be 10 5 and 1 in my opinion to have a shot so let's say you nix the playoffs here i'm not a, i'm not a fan of tanking especially in football if you want to shut stafford down and carry on's not going to play that's probably your idea of tanking but i at least view it as a proactive approach to keep stafford healthy i will go on record saying this right now I do not believe that no matter what happens this year, I do not believe that Matt Patricia will be fired unless this team does not win a single game the rest of the season. If this man does not get the Lions to the playoffs next year, I'm I, he's gone. He 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 100%. I don't even know if he I'm saying this as in like I truly believe he'll be gone, but if he is not gone, we have a very big problem on our yep. hands because this goes deeper than your head coach. Yeah, and and, and now it's it goes at your GM and your owner. Like, what the hell are we doing? So I don't. I, part of me doesn't want him to survive this year, but I genuinely don't believe that they will give him the boot here. But you have to. Set the as a Lions fan. Now that not that I have not set the bar at playoff, because this year I told you guys they I thought they would win the division of the wild card and win a playoff game. I promised you a playoff game yes. win this year, and I look stupid like I do every year. Well, I said I said I was MSU, right there with you. I said MSU is going eleven and one and win the Big Ten this year too. So I did say that. Listen to anything that I would say. But if this coach does not get you into the playoffs next year, and that's me now backpedaling on the fact that this year I said that they had to win a playoff game. You you need to next year if the, I he you have to make the playoffs next year. Yes, you have. I'm to. sorry, Bar I'm done. There's I'm no, out. There, there's no uh, there's no plan B. I'm out. I I this I still think the team has made strides, but the bottom line is here. What strides have they made? I just told you from the off season of the roster here, they have together. Who cares Cal- if the roster no, 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 looks good? Sh- they still stink. I understand, Colin. So before, as you're, I'm, I'm trying now to I, build I, to my point. You as a Lions fan now, everyone here, I'm sick and tired of the moral victories. I'm sick and tired of the, you know, I get they've been in every game. I do. I understand it. I, I've said that a thousand times since week one here. They've been in every game. But you as a Lions fan now, 
at some point have to stop resting on your laurels of, well, they've been bad for so long. What do you expect? I have now flipped. I'm a winner. I'm not a loser. I'm going to take some pride in myself. I'm not a loser. I'm setting the bar. You fired your coach after 9-7 and season because 9-7 and wasn't good enough. What has your new coach gotten you? Nothing. So as a Lions fan today, I'm now setting the bar that if your team does not make the playoffs last year, I'm out. I'm not going to do it anymore. You guys, we can sell the we can sell the naming rights to the podcast because I can't do it. At a certain point, you have to look yourself in the mirror as an organization, as players on the team, as the GM, and as the coach, and me as a fan, and go, what are we doing here? Like what what at what point do we expect more from this team to where we stop giving out moral victories like, oh, well, they they should have won the Green Bay game, or they should have won the they should have could have would have whatever my ass. Let's raise the bar now. The problem is the Lions fans are so loyal, and I, I truly believe that I think the only time they've really had a rebellion it was after the 0-16 team when you started seeing home blackouts. Once you start seeing stuff like that, which will never happen because yeah. the Detroit Lions faithful is very, very loyal, which is a positive thing, but when you have such a, not a terrible product, just mediocre product, and they've dealt with terrible products in previous like 20 years and stuff like that, but the, I I don't understand what you're saying with the progress they made because they've made zero. They've had talented rosters before with Martin Mayhew. They really have. I don't know about how talented is this one, in my opinion. I you look I on paper. I get that. I get some guys haven't performed, but if you don't think they've made between Stafford's play and I, I don't know what you mean by they're not making any progress. Period. I, they they haven't made any progress. Well, the, they haven't the, won anything. The offense has been has been worlds better than last this year. This year, problem, yes. yes the, the problem is the defense has taken a huge step back. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I just I don't get the progress. I, I agree, I, I agree I, with both of you because I'm like, yeah, because the they offense, went nine. And, yeah. Like, and I I understood why they fired Jim Caldwell because it was nine and seven years. Like, hey, you're not the guy who's gonna get us there. I did That's too, fine. but then I looked at Matt and Patricia and I said, look, dude, this is your job to finish. Finish it, and it's looking like two years in a row we're not gonna get that. Yeah, and the last thing I'm about to say, I think the only way Patricia loses his job if you keep hearing these little whispers by Darius Slay. Darius Slay hasn't really said anything about this, but like Quandre did, you saw that Dave Burkett article this week where it's basically like he was shipped out because he didn't, he he voiced his opinion and stuff like that. If you keep hearing stuff like that where people are disagreeing with this coaching staff, leaders in this locker room, right. and almost where you have guys who are under contract who don't respect the coach, I think there's a possibility he... He moves on, and Bob Quinn has to move on from him if he wants to keep his own job. Yeah, but and, and I, that, I, I, that, like you said, I do see him being the coach of the Detroit Lions next year. I don't. I and that's where you now have to look at this whole Patriot Way thing, which I hate that people use, and I don't like saying it. But I, I look right up to Martha Ford, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't have any faith in the ownership group that that they'll make a change at the GM. Like if I'm if I'm Martha Ford, I'm like Bob Quinn, like, look, here's the deal. Your guy doesn't get me to the playoffs next year and you don't get rid of him, you're gone. Like yeah. we can't do this anymore. Yep. So you've 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 brought in your Patriots GM. He hired his guy. He now has a lot of his players that he wants, and he's done nothing with them. Yep. So I don't know like what else we need to get this guy. Like maybe like he needs like mechanical pencils instead of wooden pencils. I'm not quite sure what we need to provide for him. 
But I, I'm done. Program. Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. Whoa, I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I was that there, was a low blow. I'd say it to his face too. He's got a well, family. No, you want it. He's got a family. You would not say no, that no, to I his wouldn't. face. No, <laughs> okay. no, I would not. E- either way, but, before we move into Cowboys, I, I, I am, I, and I agree, Collins. Whatever came out about Quandre Diggs voicing his opinion, it could be as simple as like, I don't think the defense running is working. And he, I just, Matt Patricia strikes me as a guy who, like Bill Belichick, like this is my system, right. and if you don't like it, you don't want to be a part of it, you're gone. I. It's just not how I fly as a human being. I, it's not. It's not an effective way to coach players, especially professionals who make their money and they like to be outspoken. Especially more so these days than in previous years. Everyone's outspoken. Darius Slay and 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 Snacks Harrison. They're on Twitter after every single game, making excuses or or Darius Slay getting into it with fans after every game, trying to talk about how how good he is, how how good his numbers have been, which I'm really getting sick of at this point too. So I like I like you said, Collins. I genuinely do not believe that this guy will lose his job this year because it just they're gonna ride him out and whatever injuries. You didn't have carry on. You'll find excuses. But if if the Detroit Lions are not in the playoffs next year, then this man, I I will I will drive up to Ford Field and pull this man out of the office myself. It's not even. And this is I have one last thing to say. It's no questions, no exceptions. And if you if you're not on the same page as me, then you need to do a real reality check because I. I, I'm not I, accepting. I, I think everyone's on the same page. Yeah. Good. I'm not accepting. Where they're they're in every game and they should win and they win and whatever. I can't do it anymore. Can't no more. Yeah. More no. It's, you're you're right. You're right. So and and we said that. To be fair, we did. We all went on the record and said Chiefs game last moral victory for this team, for this team, this Matt Patricia team. The thing is, Matt Patricia and I. I wouldn't even say like winning, making the playoffs. I'd say winning the division. You got to do something big. Because you look at the way this division's set up right now, Aaron Rodgers is on the decline. Factually, he is on the decline. I don't know if the Packers are on the decline. Well, okay, okay, decline. yes, I understand. But <laughs> if you, I, I know if what you're, you're saying. If you're He's telling me, I mean, because if the Lions beat the Packers once, they have three losses now at this point, and the, all their games have been closest, close. But what are I they? Guess seven and two. My last thing, they're eight and two now. They eight they, and two. they should be seven and three, and we should be five, three and one at least, at least. Anyways, so. My last thing is just that winning cures everything. Matt Patricia Correct. could absolutely change all of our minds if the Lions did go 7-0 and make the playoffs or something. We would all change our minds. And if we didn't, there would be something wrong with us. So, yes, we sit here on this podcast on Monday nights and say we're out on Matt Patricia. <laughs> we do. If Matt Patricia flips, it, it just dude, just fix something. Be better. That's that's it. That's all I want to say. There's, oh no, there's, he there's, says there's that no... he says that every week. They got to be we're, better. We're gonna evaluate. We're gonna try and, and, and get better. And and we're gonna what? check and, the tape. And Collins, and we're gonna get you've better. been harping on this better. since last year. Try to coach better. Co- to, to Collins has been harping on this since last year, and I, I'm just now getting. I'm sorry. I'm very late to the boat here. It's okay. What gives him the right to just act like he's he's earned the 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 respect? He thinks he's to the smartest nothing. guy in the room. Yes, he really say, does. And it really bothers like bothers me because guess what, buddy? Your defense stinks and it's horrible. Stop acting like you're the smartest guy in the room and actually make some changes because they don't make any adjustments that's, that's on the right. defensive that, side of the that's ball. That's what I'm saying. Right. Make they some make adjustments, it. shape up, and you know you're telling reporters to sit up in the chair. How about you? How about you stand up straight and do something and and, and like and actually win a football game, and then all of our minds will change. They right. will. You're and right. then you know what? Then maybe if you win a division next year, you win you win a couple playoff games, you'll keep your job for the next eight years. Right. Do your job. Right, and and that's and it's a good point. Winning winning fixes everything, and I will say this too: 
Jim Bob Cooter got fired because the offense was so bad last year. It's been bad for years. At what point do you look at the defense and go, this is your defensive coordinator? Like, if, you're, if your defense is, is dead last in the league in almost every statistic, doesn't that call for some type of change at the defensive coordinator? Like, there's so many D coordinators. Go yeah. grab a guy from college. Like, I, what, like someone's got to be better. Yeah. You can't get any worse. Right. If you're worse in the league, you deserve to go. Anyway, we're one of the Cowboys now real quick before we do the picks. Here's my only thing. Cowboys are fighting for their lives. They haven't beaten a good team all year, so – Beatable team. I don't think that they're anything special, but you have Dak Prescott, who say what you will about him. The guy makes plays when he has to. You have Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Zeke Elliott. That to me is enough to beat the Lions, especially if if Stafford yeah. doesn't play. It's a loss. Yeah, it's an outright yep. loss. That's why no I say if Stafford's asked. if Stafford's ruled out before Sunday, I'm selling my ticket. Their defense, Leighton Vander Esch, whoever else they have on defense. Their there, defense has kind of been disappointing this year. Fair yeah. enough. They have playmakers. I, but again, offensively, Zeke Elliott versus this run defense. Good luck. He might rush for 250 yards. I'm yep. just saying. That's it. That's all I have to say. Deacon's or Deacon Zach. Dak and Zeke might look like Hall of Famers this game. This might be the game that gives Zeke the gold jacket. I mean, did you see Amari Cooper last night? Yeah. Uh, he was disgusting. Right. So that's, oh, yeah, he's, so that's he's, what he's going great. up against. So, okay, dear, here we go, Darius Slay. Put your money where your mouth is here. That's what, here, here we go. Yep. Here's Darius it's Slay's great. game tonight. Are you, have right, you like, turned on Darius Slay? Your tone in your voice seems... I, I, I kind of am. I'll well, be honest. Just, I'm, just, I don't I'm, even, I'm sick I don't of him even running his, his mouth. He, he just... And, I again, I don't... I, you try not to read too much in the social media. It's like every single game... It's something after the game. Snacks does the same thing. God is good. God is great. This is a tough loss. We'll come back. He hasn't gotten better all year long. And now Darius Slay, after every game, is into it with fans like Ebron used to be about how Darius Slay is still good and he's a top corner. And it's just he's so he, – he, he, to me, ever since the Quandre Diggs trade, it's now all about Darius Slay. He's going to want to get paid. He's going to hold out next year. He, guaranteed he's going to hold out. He doesn't deserve a dime. I'll put money he does not start a game for the Detroit Lions next season. I no, guarantee. You know I guarantee. I, I would, I, if they're going to go with the whole Patriot philosophy, I bet he's shipped out this offseason. I was just going to say. Which I wouldn't like, but I, I w- think that happens. I was just going to say, the fact is, yeah, he did turn into me, me, me after the Quandre Diggs straight, and I think it has a lot to do with Matt Patricia and his demeanor and how he treats people and how he speaks to his players. Right, and at this point, yeah. I'd rather have Patricia than Slay, but if, if that's how it's going to be, then just I, I don't like – we'll move you on. We'll go, go to L.A. Who I don't know what to tell you, but – that's my thing on the Cowboys. If you guys have anything else, feel free to jump in here or else we'll move into the picks. Picks. All right. So we'll do the picks. Uh, pretty good week for Collins last week, 2-0. and Collins had the Bears and he had the under. We all had the under, but Trent and I took the Lions for some reason. That line moved to, I think, 6.5. Yeah, so that's kind of unfair. Because they still covered. Oh, they did? Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, they won by 7, the Bears. So... Uh, Collins and Collins, you're in the lead at 11 and seven now. Not too shabby. Trent and myself at eight and ten, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Cowboys at Lions from Ford Field on Sunday at 1 p.m. The Lions are a four and a half point underdog at home. The over under is at 49. Ryan Collins, do the honors. I like the Detroit Lions to not cover and I like <laughs> and I like the over the hit because I think you saw last night what Dad Prescott did against a pretty good Minnesota Vikings defense. Actually not pretty good. They're average. They I mean Trey Waynes was out for them so they were playing with a backup cornerback. He kind of lit them up. I, I and I, it's been good to me betting against the Lions. So <laughs> why not this week again? I, and like you guys said, I think this is a lot different game obviously if Stafford plays. He's probably the best player on the field either team if he, he's out there playing. So he will always give you an opportunity to win. 
if he's in a lineup. I just don't think he's going to be in a lineup. If he has injuries so severe that the doctors won't allow him to play. That was the thing. That they wouldn't allow him to play. Just, right. it, it sounded like he was going to try and play. But I, I, I don't see the Lions covering if he's not in the lineup. I like the Cowboys, and I like the over. Lions defense is not good. <clears throat> Cowboys offense is pretty good. <laughs> Cowboys defense, not great, actually. Demarcus Lawrence, good player. Byron Jones, good player. Leighton Van Der Esch, Sean Jaylen Lee. Brown. Jay- yep. They yep. have good they, linebacker. They I don't do. know what it is. Their, their defense is just not performing. Demarcus Lawrence, yep. They got playmakers all over the defense. Not a great as a unit. Uh, I think the Lions will score a lot of points because I think Matt Stafford's going to play. I think he's going to suit him up. I think he's going to lace him up for the Honolulu Blue, and he is going to. this is just going to be a very Lions-esque win. Uh, Lions win. Lions over. always beat the Cowboys, it seems that, that, like. That's how I feel. I just kind of feel like it's that kind of game. I will say this. If Stafford doesn't play, I'm still taking the Lions because it's that, that would be the most Lions thing ever, would it not? Dak Prescott comes in here. This high-octane Cowboys offense and the Lions win with Jeff Driscoll. I don't know. I don't know, guys. That's where I'm at. I'm going to pick the Lions. I'm going to go under here to start. I can see something like a 24, 20. Is this really the ad? Dude, I know. Right now? What's it, it, it's it an ad can you for? believe this? It's it, like, it's, an, it's Grammarly. But it's like, no, it's you play, here's the thing with this the thing, NFL it, primetime music. You, it's you, 36 you, minutes. Yeah, you start the video with an ad. You skip through it. So I queue it up here. And then you're expecting to roll through here. Once it goes from track one to track two, there's another ad for like three seconds. And I got to skip it. So I got an unprofessional. Whatever. Anyway, back to what I was saying. I'm taking the under. I can see a 24 to 21 ask type game something in that range obviously this comes down to there was when i looked on cbs there was no line for this game because they were not sure if stafford was playing i don't know if stafford's gonna play i don't really want him to play i'm sure he's gonna want to either way just somehow like i said dak and zeke and not that they're i don't think dak prescott's anything special no um but zeke elliott is i don't think the lions cover here i'm gonna take the cowboys minus four and a half and i'm taking the under and I'm sure I'll be wrong, because you're right, Trent. Wouldn't it be so Lions for them to win this game and whatever? So that's all I got for you. In all seriousness, this is my last little note on this game. I, Dak Prescott, to me, I, Great he's still, fade. He still has – oh, yeah, you're doing awesome. Still going, too. You have the touch bar on your Mac? Yeah, no? I, I gently – Yeah, oh, no, nice. I don't have the touch bar. I just okay. Because if you have the touch bar, you, you, could do, you could do, like, razor-sharp fades. Like, very nice. Yeah. Razor-sharp. That's, I, I, I that's all I have for you. I did the best I could with what I got. Dak Prescott, to me, hasn't proven anything still. I still don't. And, that, and, and honestly, that is why the Cowboys haven't paid him. They haven't paid him yet, and they're probably not going to. Um, they're going to franchise tag him. I am worried about Zeke. Zeke Elliott is the only one I'm worried about. I'm not worried about Dak. Amari's good. I think Slay will respond. I don't know. Could be wrong about all that. I can just see I, Zeke it, it having is a, game. a game like Dalvin Cook did where like every time he touches the ball, he gets eight Oh, yards. me too. Me too. But I, I just think it is a game that the Lions can win. If Stafford plays. If Stafford plays. <laughs> and if Stafford doesn't play, I'm just going to pick the Lions based on the Lions mojo. Okay. Because they, they win games they're not supposed <laughs> to win, and they lose games they're not they're supposed to win, and all this stuff, but... Whatever. Can I comment on this? I love yeah. that. I, I love that the Dallas Cowboys never wear their cool blue jerseys that they wore last night. Like the dark blue ones, those are cool. Yeah. And they just wear the white ones with the weird, like teal pants. Yeah. No one talks about that. They're like teal. They're gray. They're, they're like you, silver. No, dude. Look at their like home whites. They're like silver and like green it's, mitts. It's, it's gross. It's yeah, so it's, weird. It's like a, it's I don't like get it. It's iridescent. It's like, a, yeah. it's, like the, it's like the Notre Dame like football pants where they're like. Burn, they're like throw up like gold. I'm like, what? Is they're this? just so gross. I hope Jerry Jones is in Ford Field, and I hope after they lose, they put him on the big screen and everyone just boos him. Jerry You're Jones stinks. 
You're asking for a lot. I try to, I try to like Jerry Jones. How? I don't know. Talk, talk about another coach that stinks, Jason Garrett. It's, uh, his, I can't believe he still coaches. Jason Garrett. But whose like, fault is that? Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jerry. He's, he's not the best owner, but I, I, I kind of like how like dumb owner. he is. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I like when he gets up and you just hear his accent. You're like, oh, hey, Jerry. Jerry Jones. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That was a horrible impression, but I, can't <laughs> yeah, do, I can't, not, not I can't yeah. do a better one. It sounded so like I'm not Ronald Reagan, Doug Dimmadone, over the Dimsdale Dimmadone. One of the best episodes of Timmy Turner. Yes, and with that, I, I had that. In, I had that on like one of those like Game Boy uh, color games. Oh yeah. No, those like videos you would get yes. on the Game Boy uh, Advance. Oh, yeah. I had that in a chocolate episode of SpongeBob. It was an electric, electric <laughs> Game Boy uh, color. We're getting item. old. We're getting old. All right. I guess that's it. That's it. Not one bad, pride. Huh? One pride. Not bad. Huh? All Come right, on, Stafford. Please play. That's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I am Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. Subscribe to Impact WDBM on iTunes. All of our shows should show up on there. Not sure if they do because that's just how we run things here. Uh, new episodes every week. We will see you next time. You have been listening to the Motown Rundown, brought to you by Impact 89 FM WDBM. For all your Michigan State and Detroit sports coverage, visit impact89fm.org sports, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes.